Welcome to Pivot, where we talk with leading event promoters, brand marketers, destinations, and fund development experts on how their work has changed and continues to change as a result of the pandemic. We will explore creative ways these industries have adjusted to these unpredictable times. You'll have an inside look at how organizations and large-scale events are strategically changing to meet today's new normal. It's a look back as well as a look to the future and the dynamic days ahead. Please welcome host Tavi Fulkerson, founder of the Fulkerson Group, a sponsorship and marketing agency based in Detroit, Michigan. Today, I'd like to welcome Derek Gentili, who is president and CEO of EEI Global, based in Rochester Hills. I've known Derek for several years, and I know that what they do is really quite extraordinary. You do all sorts of experiential marketing activities, building exhibits for trade shows, creating mobile tours, doing all sorts of different event management activities. I mean, it's endless. You are really uh, spanning the full spectrum of, of what it's involved to be in the event business we sure are it's been uh it's been a long fun road for me personally and for the company we're celebrating 40 years since our founding in 1981 my father started the business i think as you know so i'm second generation he started back when there were really just a few main exhibit and display companies in the detroit market kind of centered around the big three auto manufacturers so in the day it was ford motor company and general motors and chrysler corporation and There were three kind of primary suppliers clustered around servicing those automotive manufacturers doing auto shows. I bet. I I bet nowadays everything is so digital and has such a technology focus to it. Was that pretty low tech, those exhibits that were being put together? I mean, what was it like? It's really interesting when you look back and see the way things were designed and built 40, 50 years ago. The shops, as we call them, had way more dependency on kind of self-performing almost a hundred percent of the work and they were they were very involved very sophisticated displays and exhibits instead of being technology as we know it today they were very mechanical in nature but very involved big turntables and animations electric displays and elements were used but more in a physical way instead of a digital way it put a lot of pressure on the companies to again self-perform these very complicated you know, mechanical displays obviously that's transitioned over the years today you know we're we're using digital technology and engagements and and all kinds of wonderful ways that you know would have never been even imagined you know 30 40 years ago that's what I would think. That's what I think. So you grew up in it then? Yeah, absolutely. I was around it during my, uh, you know, from the beginning of the company, I was in college. I tell everyone I have the blessing of working in pretty much every capacity in this industry from the hard work out in the shop and the, I call it the dirty work on site to uh, the more creative end of it, the designing and engineering of the displays and exhibits and experiences. And then spent a good part of my career on the account side, servicing our customers and coming up with the solutions and studying the marketing challenges and understanding the rationale for why we even do what we're going to do. And then coming up with a holistic solution that would kind of meet those needs and demands. And to more recently, you know, the last 10, 15 years, I've been running the company and dealing with some of the, instead of working in the business, I'm working on the business. 
business, right? With the strategy and the planning and the administration. And so that's been a blessing. At the same time, it's a bit of a curse that I've worked at one company for virtually my whole career. (laughs) And a family owned business too. That's got its own dynamic, doesn't it? But I I really, I really admire when companies are multi-generational. I go far enough back that I I remember visiting your offices. I believe they were in Dearborn, right? Correct. Yeah. We started, we were a kind of a primary supplier to Ford in the Dearborn area. You wanted to be in close proximity. And uh, as we grew, we developed strong relationships with Chrysler and a lot of our advanced manufacturers that are kind of in the northern Oakland County area. And back in 2005, we decided to consolidate. We had, we had five different facilities and we consolidated everything into one major campus here in Rochester Hills. And that was quite an extraordinary move, and you really have a beautiful, beautiful headquarters. And if we fast forward now to 2020, you know, you've got a big operation going. You've got hundreds of employees, right? Offices in different locations. And then we have the pandemic. It's been gut-wrenching. I mean, we pretty much had to parallel reducing staff by a similar number. Uh, So really dropping down to bare-bones crew. Um, thank goodness we were able to take advantage of the stimulus money that was available, the, the payroll protection plan and the employee retention credits. And we tried everything that everybody did, you know, from furloughs and, and layoffs to uh, reduce salaries and just trying to keep our core team engaged and uh, part of the company. And, and our extended family, as, as opportunities did spring up, we were able to bring back people on a part-time basis here and there. But uh, the last 18 months has been really, really a challenging time. I tell people, I characterize it as kind of the, you know, looking back over the, you know, the last, you know, 30 plus years that I've been heavily involved, you know, it's kind of the 9-11 meeting with the Great Recession because it had both elements, right? This fear of the unknown of what's going to happen tomorrow, like 9-11, compiled with this whole recessionary, you know, just major gutting of our, our revenue. Our focus as a company and as a team, and we can see it as an industry, is shifting dramatically from, I call it survival, the recovery, all those steps and issues that we need to do to, to get back to business and, and really quite fast. I mean, we see a, a strong fourth quarter here. There's a lot of shows and events on the books and clients are excited, employees are excited. So that's very encouraging. I'm so happy to hear that. Wow, did you go through a tough time? And, and I can certainly relate being in the event business. It was really like the rug got pulled out from under you very, 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 very quickly. How did you keep your spirits up? During a time like that, I've always been optimistic, and I'm a I'm a real believer in spiritually being strong, keeping yourself physically and in, in good shape. You know, like eat right, you know, exercise right, pray a lot, and just find that inner peace and strength, knowing that I'm not alone. Number one, and number two, it's it's, it's this is going to go away, right? It, it, I kept saying that, I kept telling that to my team and, and employees that we did have, and try to try to bring the kind of uplifting spirit that we can work through this like we have so many other adversaries over the years and and this will be behind us you know i i tell people and if you're dealing with a personal injury or any kind of problem in life and you know the fast pace of time which usually works against us is actually working for you so we're going to blink our eyes and it'll be a year or two years and we'll look back and say wow you know what a mess we lived through it. And I always provide an inspirational view of what I think the future is going to look like. 
in this industry, the event marketing and experiential marketing industry is going to be bigger and bolder and brighter and we'll have more involved and bigger displays and engagements than you could ever imagine. And we'll be right in the middle of it, trying to support it all and you know, scrambling to take care of clients and it'll happen. It's just fantastic, very inspirational to hear how you approach things. Now that your business is starting to take off, the experiential marketing business, building exhibits, doing trade shows, all those all those aspects of your work. What are you doing differently now? The management team and I, we sit down and really try to have a vision for what we think um, you know, recovery looks like, you know, characteristically, what do we need to be able to offer to our customers? And there's uh, certainly a, a short to midterm plan that will look differently than I think the, the longer term plan will ultimately become. Because right now, as everyone tries to re-engage with the whole event marketing space, uh, it's, it's a lot of fits and starts. For instance, I just had last week, we had a show uh, for one of our commercial fleet customers and it came back and attendance was like 80% off. Right? They figured it would be 50%, but it was like 80%. Well, you're going to have a hard time convincing any management team to invest in a show that's only has 20% of the activity that it's had prior to the pandemic. It's going to be a, a slow start in some segments. Some may go a little faster, but we need to be able to offer solutions that are better, faster, cheaper than we ever have, right? Off the shelf, quick turn, low cost. Let's, you know, test the waters on this show or event with our customers, see what kind of traction, you know, is happening and then be ready to scale it up because as as things do come back, no one can really predict exactly how strong it'll be. Some of the tools that we've used to continue to work with our customers and their ultimate customers are on the digital front. So the, the virtual shows, the digital engagement assets that we've been using for online learning and, and uh, marketing, we're calling them hybrid events. We think that that's here to stay for short to midterm, for sure. Some of it may even be long-term. You know, we've learned that some of these digital tools in certain segments of the industry are very, very powerful where a customer can reach their audience and that audience is, is surprised and delighted because they don't have to get on a plane. Yeah, I think that's true, Derek. I think more and more people are feeling that they can do an awful lot from home or in a different way. And, and that is impacting how a company like yours is able to ramp back up and find staff. We're blessed in that we were, I say this, we're big enough to compete, but we're kind of small enough to care. And we, we do self-perform a lot of what we do both um, through the whole spectrum. So from the physical displays up to the content and strategy and digital development of assets. I mean, we, we self-perform all that and we have a, a strong reputation in the industry. We're able to pull either full-time or part-time contract resources very quickly that allows us to scale up and down. We've, we were doing that before the pandemic hit. Can you share some of the events and activities you've got coming up? This fall... Uh, we have several major trade shows that have put a stake in the ground and said they're they're going to stay open. SEMA, uh, the Specialty Equipment Manufacturers Association, and Apex, the, the counterpart business-to-business trade show that supports automotive aftermarket products and services. Two really good trade shows that will happen in the October-November timeframe. We're, we're excited about that. We view that as kind of the first really big automotive trade show that, that we'll be servicing. 
some of the auto shows, the Chicago Auto Show got out. And, you know, they're gonna they're going to activate. There are mostly, I would call them, small to mid-sized trade shows. Can we do a lot in the commercial vehicle space, fleet operations? We just did a firefighters conference, and there's a police conference and things like that. Most of our summer activity tends to be consumer events that are, are public events and they're like locally, you know, we're planning for Woodward Cruise and Motor Bella and events like that across the country. As we kind of wrap up here, what would you say are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned in the last year, a difficult year in business? I always said, number one, remain positive, right? You have to have a positive attitude and be optimistic. Number two, keep your team as agile and flexible as you can. And that's like, we when you hunker down and you go to your core team, I tell everyone there are no sacred cows for position descriptions or it's all hands on deck. Do whatever you need to do to service the opportunities that are in front of us, whatever that means. Right. So um, myself included, I mean, grab a vacuum if you have to clean the whatever. Uh, and at the same time, you may be going to a stand up presentation with a fortune 500 company the next day to try to get them to do something. Right. And that's so true. And so true. Everything you know? in between. How do you think your business will change given the pace of technology and the integration of it into all the experiential marketing events and activities you're doing? Human nature is for people to want to get together. That If, if there's any reason that our industry will always thrive, it's because we want to see, touch, and feel the, the people we work with. And, it, and if it's if it's within the, the, you know an industry-to-industry peer, if it's a client-vendor, uh, an ultimate customer and on all fronts, people really want to engage and sense and feel and and build those relationships face to face. So our, our industry will always be strong. What's changed, it's changed dramatically is the amount of digital and interactive technology that's that's uh, found its place in our in our industry. And there were Early on, when the pandemic first hit, everyone was saying, oh, this, you know, it, virtual shows will replace physical shows, and that's here to stay. And I disagree with that. I think the pure virtual trade shows that are really prevalent in this last year, they're going to exist, but they'll never replace face-to-face marketing. The hybrid events, I think, are here to stay as well, and, and they, they very well could replace some of the annual face-to-face meetings because there is a real value proposition there. Face-to-face is, is here to stay. It'll come back stronger than ever. And I and I believe that the digital elements that we've learned how to adapt and and uh, further our, our events and activities are just going to be a bigger part of them. And there's no doubt there's certainly a lot of Zoom fatigue. And I know that numbers have really dropped for virtual events. So the hybrid events are, are absolutely here to stay. It's been a pleasure talking to you, Derek. Derek is president and CEO of EEI Global. Derek, I wish you so well in the weeks and months ahead. And I know I'll see you at Apex and SEMA because I'm going to start going out to all these events. It's Sounds been great. great, great talking to you. Same here, Tab. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Pivot with a new interview posted on the second and fourth Tuesday of each month. To listen to new episodes, or if you'd like to be a guest on this program, visit www.fulkersongroup.com for more information. Until next time, don't forget to renew, reinvent, and energize.